Hi, Dan here, and thank you for joining me for another session. This one is mostly going to be helpful for someone who's kind of not sure how to get started and a little bit confused and a little bit missing focus or overwhelmed with information. I'm going question by question, things I should think, I think you should write down and try to answer with yourself. This session is not about rentals, it's not about flips, it's not about anything specific, it's more about taking the time to understand what is best for you investment-wise. Enjoy the episode. Very good. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending where you are. This is Danny. We do this session on a weekly basis or almost weekly basis, Friday, 11 a.m. Pacific time. And I try not to skip uh, any of those sessions, but sometimes I do for one reason or another. Happy summer, everyone. And thank you for joining me on this wonderful morning, sunny morning, at least here in Southern California. And just a few announcements before we talk about uh, today's session. So first of all, um, if you want to get the PDF that I'll be using for today's questions, uh, very short and simple, you can email, uh, like I put in the comment, one of the comments, you can email us right now, later. Just make sure you're emailing it, not to me directly, but to meet, which is M-E-E-T, like meeting, just meet at simplydoit.net. And just put the word PDF in the subject line. There is an autoresponder that will send you back the PDF in a Dropbox link um, uh, setting. So you can just download it to your end uh, if you're interested. You don't have to. And of course, uh, we, more, we welcome you to do that now or later, whether you're listening on the live session or uh, the recording. So just send an email with the, with the word PDF in the subject line to meet at simplydoit.net. Another thing I want to mention is that we have, we are recording this in three channels, which is Facebook Live right here, YouTube Live right here, and over here on our podcast. So you can consume this information on the podcast as well in English. However, if you rather consume information in a different language, I have one more podcast about real estate investments in Hebrew. And you can actually consume that as well. I don't have the other device that I'm using to record it, but I put the link uh, where to find it in one of the comments if you're interested. Um, I'm actually getting really good feedback, especially on the Hebrew one. So I really appreciate it. Your feedback is always welcome during this session. If you're watching the recording, if you're watching, you know, on one of the other channels, you know, podcasts or YouTube, we really appreciate it. I really appreciate it. This way I know, uh, you know, my message is going out there. Uh, with that said, today uh, I'm going to talk about questions I think you should be asking yourself before starting to invest. Not after, not during, before. One of the reasons I decided to do this session, or maybe two reasons that I decided to do this session today, are, are the following. First of all, when I, you know, uh, look at different podcasts, oh, sorry, uh, different Facebook groups 
and different you know forums that I you know kind of uh, subscribing or joining or member whatever you want to call it I see a lot of people that with all this information that we have available are still saying okay where should I start what should I start how should I start etc and that always reminded me that few years back one of my marketing consultants requested that I do an analysis on the intake that we uh, get from people who want to invest with us. We have thousands of, uh, uh, of uh, lines. And he said, I want you to do an exercise. I want you to go to your intake, which you've been collecting for so many years and you have so much info, you know, info there. And I want you to um, see what are the mo- top, most, top 10 most asked questions by people who complete that intake form. Which we do, we did, and we found, you know, we collected all those 10 questions, and it was really uh, surprising, because that was different than what I thought. The number one question that I had on the intake, by far, was, how do I get started? Which tells me that a lot of us are just very, or a lot of us that are want to get started, even with all the information available out there, I think maybe it's an overload or over, you know, so much info, it's actually confusing or distracting or, you know, or, or holding us back from, uh, from deciding or from investing. So what I suggest is take few good minutes, 10, 15 minutes, sit with yourself, with your life partner, business partner, whoever, and just Try to answer those questions to yourself before even considering how to go about investing. That will help you. That will help you determine which investment strategy or niche is relevant for you based on your profile. If you don't do that or some similar exercise, you will probably end up investing by following someone else's footsteps, meaning you'll become the herd. And there's nothing wrong with becoming the herd, except that it's maybe not the right thing to you, for you to do. So just because your friend went and did some sort of investment or two or three somewhere, doesn't mean this is what you should be doing. Maybe, maybe not. So how about we go over those questions quickly, and I don't want to take too much of your time, or maybe I do, doesn't matter. Um, and I want to empower you to sit down and get those questions by yourself and answer them by yourself or with your partner so you can actually make a better, smarter decision about your where or how you should go about investing. And once again, those questions can be obtained or by getting the PDF that I'll be, I'll be switching over myself in a second by sending an email to meet at simplydoit.net and just put PDF in the subject line and you should get an autoresponder. By the way, if you... Didn't understand uh, uh, the email. It's one of the comments. You can read the comment. It says there in all caps, pretty clearly what to do, the instructions. All right. Uh, by the way, if you have any questions while I'm speaking or after I'm speaking or comments related to the topic or not related to the topic, but let's keep it on real estate, please feel free to post them on the comment as well. All right. Let's start with the question. Question number one, very trivial. How much money do we have, right? Obviously, there's no point of buying a million dollar, you know, a multifamily, small multifamily home if you can only afford $60,000 investment, right? So obviously, very simple, but let's just make sure we cover that too. Um, second thing, what is the source of the funds? Are you buying from, 
uh, cash are you buying uh, um, from an IRA, you know, an IRA account, a retirement account? Are you borrowing the down payment? Are you borrowing the money? We'll talk about mortgage in a second. And so it's very important to make sure we're not using, utilizing one source of funds that it may be not uh, uh, fitting to the type of investment. Okay, so just make sure you know it kind of makes sense, you know, to to match those two as well. Do you have a rainy day fund? Have you set, are you put money aside for the rainy day, right? If you, if everything you're putting on your first investment is without any reserve, that's probably a little bit of a riskier move. Now, if you're saying I have, let's say, $150,000 and I'm going to use 100000 or seventy five, whatever, towards investing, that makes a little bit more sense. So just make sure you put some reserves on the side, you know, uh, so you have, should you run into a bad situation or, you know, per, in, a per, in a personal life or bad situation with the property, you have money to, uh, to help you with that. Um, next question, how free or busy are you, right? If you're extremely busy, you should probably look for the type of investment that would not require a lot of your time, right? So that would be, you know, uh, um, would be a, not a smart move. It will not be, you will not be able to put the time, the attention, the, the you know, the, the resources into that type of a deal. So you probably want to match those two. Um, your personality, are you someone who wants to be passive with the investment or more active with the investment, right? For example, um, you can be passive and find not an investment property, but some sort of a company or, or, or an entity that does all the active or it takes the, you know, does all the activities and you are just funding that investment, maybe by yourself, maybe with, uh, uh, with other partners, and you are very passive, right? It doesn't mean you're 100% passive, but just means you have nothing to do with the day-to-day. On the other hand, you maybe want to be, you want to be more in control and you want to flip houses, for example, and you want to, you know, manage your own uh, rentals, you know, without property management. It's all fine. The question is, is this, you know, is this, does this type of an investment fits your level of confidence, level of comfort zone, level of experience? And based on that, you probably want to match those two. You can change it in the future, but you can decide, you know what, for now, my personality is I want to be as, you know, as much as possible not involved. I should find that type of, a, you know, in a strategy or, or niche or, or path, right? you know, and vice versa. So very important to kind of think about those questions, uh, this question and all of them. Can you get a mortgage, right? If you can, great. If you cannot, that's okay too. Uh, if you're not sure, don't tell yourself I cannot get a mortgage. Go apply for a loan and see what the lender said says, don't guess. If you're not sure, no need to guess. Just go and apply. It's easy. Doesn't cost anything. Takes a little bit of an, a little bit of an effort, not too much, and you get your answer. Maybe your, the answer is you can only afford so much of a loan. You can only afford, you know, if you fix those few things, then you will be able to, if you correct them on your profile, on your social security report, then you'll be able to qualify, right? So if you're not sure, don't say no. Just go and check. Very easy. So look into that. Um, very important fundamental point. Know your why. Know your why. What do I mean by that? 
When you know why you are doing this for your future, for your financial future, for your kids, grandkids, uh, um, you know, wealth, whatever the reason that drives you, the core reason you're doing in order, you're doing this all together. Otherwise, why, you know, why make all this effort and risk and, and noise and so on? You know, you got to know the why. The reason you got to know the why is because when things will not go according to the plan, and they will not go according to the plan sooner or later, and they will discourage you. If you don't know why you're doing it, you'll be giving up. But if you're saying, okay, I know why, I remember the bigger picture, I remember the core, I remember the engine that pushes me to do this in the first place, you're going to say, okay, now that things are not going perfectly, I know there is a good reason why I'm doing this, and I should you know, stay determined and continue, although things are not going perfectly. This is real estate. Those, you know, we're dealing with multiple unknowns, dealing a lot with people. So things will happen in that course. So, you know, expect it. If you've been doing this and everything is smooth and no hiccups, good for you. I'm very happy to hear that. But you know what? That's the exception, not, you know, not the common thing. So keep that in mind. Be ready. Know the why. Very important. Moving on. I don't have a lot more questions so to cover. Next thing I want you to do, and I think this is one of the very important points, is remember, if you have all of us, especially beginners, have fears, concerns, actual obstacles, mental obstacles, it's all, you know, it's all part of the package, right? Most of us go with those fears and concerns, and they keep it in our, we keep it in our mind, and we don't, you know, we don't, uh, uh, um, you know, kind of, um, Clearly define them. What I want you to do is this. Take a, take a paper, take a pen, and start writing. Yes, start writing. Like we used to do before the PCs. Take a pen and start writing. What is your fears? For example, all property managers are crooks. Okay, probably not true. It's a fear. You're entitled to have that fear. You know, will it rent? How long of a vacancy? Can I handle repairs? What happens if, you know, uh, you know, the tenant doesn't want to move out? I, anything. Write down those 5, 10, 15, 20, 50 reasons or 50 items that are holding you back. Fear, concerns, mental obstacles. You got to list them down. Once we list those items, when you listed those items, you'll be able to tackle them one by one more easily. If you're not listing them, you're not identifying them. That means it's a big noise block cloud in your mind and it's holding you back even if you don't think so. Once you list it, then you can go item by item on the list and start tackling what can you do about it. For example, what happens if, you know, if the, you know, uh, if the tenant gives me issues? Can I evict them? Okay. Hello, property manager. Can I evict my tenant if they give me a hard time? No, I don't own a property, but I'm thinking about it. Yes, I can. How much does it cost? Oh, okay. How long does it usually take? Okay, thank you. Done. Is there a solution here? Yes. Is it a solution you feel comfortable with? I don't know. Look into it, right? But at least you took one of those items and we have an answer. For example, what happens if, you know, the storm, you know, a tornado comes through and you know, ruins my roof? What do you do? Oh, insurance. Perfect. I have insurance. I don't need to, I, I, you know, I mitigated, I, you know, the risk and shifted it to someone else. What happens if my AC breaks? If my, uh, my fr fridge breaks? Oh, I don't know what to do. Home warranty. Done. Shifted the, you know, the risk to someone else. 
item by item by item. If we don't list it, we don't identify it. We don't identify it, we don't know to tackle this. I'm not saying you'll be able to tackle every single concern, okay? And I'm sorry to not be able to provide you with an answer. If you don't have money to invest, I don't know the answer for you, right? There probably is an answer out there, probably a solution, but I'm not the right guy to ask. So I'm not, you may not be able to answer or address every concern and fear. But if you have a list of 25 and you were able to identify all 25 and you know, address one way or another, 22 out of 25, that's a pretty good job you've, you've just done. You're never going to be able to address all 100% of them. That's why it's called unknown. That's why it's called risk. But just taking your list and addressing 80, 90% out of it will probably bring you more to a point you are comfortable with making the investment much more comfortable or confidence than before you done the list. Very important exercise that if you don't do, you're probably going to continue thinking about it. Next point, can you analyze the deal? So you've been through all those questions, you found out the type of investment or strategy you'd like to exercise or execute. Now, how do you evaluate, analyze, you know, the deal that you are looking into? You know, it's different way how you go about uh, evaluating. is not just financial, it's the entire package. It's a different thing when you do uh, rentals versus flips versus multifamily versus, you know, whatever else you want to do. So just make sure once you decide which strategy, you know how to evaluate the deal completely, not just financially, you know, a financial analysis. Um, do you understand the risk involved, right? List those risks and see how you can mitigate those risks. Insurance is a risk mitigation. Uh, um, things break at the house, you know, Home warranty is a, is, a, is a mitigation. And, you know, preventive maintenance is a risk mitigation, right? All of those things, it, there's a lot of answers and, and options how to mitigate or reduce, probably not eliminate the risk. You, if you know the risk, you can, think, you can start mitigating those risks. Not all of them, but most of them, okay? Very important as well. Well, everything I'm saying here is important. Um, almost done. Three more things. What's your exit strategy? Okay. If you're buying a flip, what happens if you can't sell it? Rent, Airbnb. Can you rent? Can you do Airbnb? Can you do seller financing? Etc. Know what the, at least explore the possibilities. If things don't go according to the plan, what can you do? What's your backup option? All right. So it's exit, main exit strategy and Backup strategies in case things don't go according to the plan. You guys, things will not go according to the plan sooner or later. Okay? So just be aware of that. Uh, not, not Doesn't mean it's a catastrophe. You just need to know what to do. Um, I have a very important point, which is, are you a doer or a talker? Do you talk the talk or walk the walk? If you're a talker, then I should say either do everything I said in this exercise or find the reason that makes you a talker, not a walker. Okay. I've been doing this for many years and for many years I've, I've met in different events, the same people over and over again. And a year after and another year gone by, and this is the third time or fourth time I'm seeing them for the past four or five years. How many houses have you purchased? How many investments have you made? Oh, uh, I'm still, I, I made an, I'm thinking about making an offer. Oh, come on, right? 
This is nothing to do with real estate. This is all your personality. I'm not saying that you don't have reasonable, uh, uh, you know, justifications why you're not doing it, but there is something more fundamental you need to address. Either follow this exercise or find the reason and focus on that reason. Last point before we are done with the questions. Do you have your baseline criteria set? What is the baseline criteria? Take those, you know, take another minute or two and write down, write down what would you need a property or investment at, at minimum to look like in order for you to consider it. For example, the age of the house or the year it was built. What is the oldest you're willing to do? The minimal square footage. The minimal bedroom, bathroom, lot, garage, yes, no, pool, yes, no, uh, one car garage, no car garage, carport, um, schools, price, cash flow, and maybe others, right? So you probably want to set that, sit down and say, okay, in order for me to consider a property for me, not for the other guy, not to my friend who's already buying, for me, it's got to be those things, you know, it has to at least meet those criteria. Why do I say it? One, stay focused. When you get an opportunity that's coming to you and it's a 2-2 two, two, and not a 3-2, it doesn't mean, and your criteria is 3-2, there's a already, you know, a small red flag. Doesn't mean it's a, it's a no, but here's your first red flag. Now let's say the same property is a 2-2 two, two, built in 1960 and it's 1,900 square feet, but your criteria is at least 1,990, at least 1,200 square feet, and at least, and at least, uh, um, uh, so, oh, uh, two bedrooms. What do you do? Well, you probably want to say each one of those items or each, you know, or, or, or parameters are not critical, but combined, they're not meeting my own criteria. Toss this one along. It doesn't mean it's a bad investment. It just means it's not fitting your criteria. This will help you to both stay focused and to quickly evaluate if a property meets your criteria. And if it doesn't, toss it. If it does, continue investigating, continue looking into. So very important that you do that. A lot of people are like, how do you do it today? Photos, right? Or, you know, just the initial evaluation, right? It's like a cheat sheet. So very important thing to do. Well, I am done with all the points that I wanted to cover today. Quickly going through, just as a recap, with, uh, the first one was how much funds do you have? What's the source of the funds? How busy? Oh, do you have a rainy day fund? How, you know, are you free or busy? How free busy are you? Um, are you do you want to be active or passive involved, passively involved? Can you get a mortgage? Make sure you know the why, the reason you're doing this. List your concerns, list them. Can you evaluate? Can you analyze you know, the, the, the deal you're looking to do? Do you understand the risks? Do you have exit strategies as a backup? Are you a doer or a talker? And last one, set your investment criteria. That's everything that I wanted to cover for this session. Now, with that said, number one, any questions for me, feel, feel, feel free to put it in the comment. If you want to get the, uh, the PDF that has all those questions, email, email meet at simplydoit.net and write PDF in the subject line. You'll get another responder. Hopefully, it's working. Um, do, are there any questions, comments, 
doesn't have to be related to the topic of today. It can be other things uh, related to the uh, to real estate. All right. I see no questions are coming in, which is fine. I want to thank everyone for joining us on this Friday. I hope you have a rest, you know, a great rest of your day and a great weekend. And we'll probably see you again next week in another session. Bye bye, everyone. Shabbat shalom. Bye bye.